You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm here again with Steve Orsillo. Hello. Vicky is still on. Well, she's on her way back now from her she travels. She is flying home. Yeah. But uh, well, you, got, you got me and her, me and him, me and Steve again today. So not me and her. That's weird. Um, but we are ready to go. And yes, we are. It's uh busy here for us got lots happening but we're excited to be here to share uh in the words of the bible today and dive into what jesus has for us so what are we looking at today luke we're going to look at acts chapter three three a fun acts little story chapter three the acts of the apostles yep. a fun little story right in the middle of this is right after pentecost has happened um so the disciples have been filled with the holy spirit and flames you know flames of fire and tongues and uh, we pick it right up here, and it says, uh, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When Peter and John Sorry, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking them to receive alms. But Peter, and Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they they were talk, taking note of him as he began, sorry, as being one who used to sit at, sit at the beautiful gate of the temple and to beg alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. That was a bit of a mouthful, but it's a really uh, cool story, so what's... What's going on here, Steve? Well, Peter and John are disciples. They've had the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. The um, second chapter of Acts has already occurred. Yes. Thousands have been added to the church. There's Things are going crazy. They have started to see their anointing. Peter's about to preach his second sermon. And um, I've read, you know, I've studied this actual story this is you know something that everybody preaches on at some time if you pastor ever forever um you're going to be preaching on peter and the lame guy Mm -hmm. and it's it's most commentators in the and the translations of the greek and the hebrew and in in just in this case greek because acts is written in greek but um peter this one here kind of lightens it up where he prays for him and then he he himself leaps but what I've read quite a few times and what I've heard quite a few times is that Peter literally grabbed him and jerked him to his feet. Mm-hmm. He jerked him into the air, kind of. And uh, it's it's amazing. The it, Either way, if it's if it's this way that the NASB mm-hmm. has it spelled out, you know, where the guy, he prays for the guy and he gets up. Mm-hmm. And he gets up excited and he, he you know, he um, starts running around, yeah. you know, shouting. Uh, uh, praising God, you know, and um, 
I think that it's so incredible what Peter says. No matter how you see this, uh, you play this out, if you were to do a church play and um, you would, uh, you would, no matter how you played it out, no how you set it up, you know, you can't miss the thing that Peter says. Silver and gold have I none, mm-hmm. but such as I have, I give thee. There's a, a phrase that says the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophet. And Peter, I believe, had every right, every ability, even on a bad, he could even have had a bad day and just ignored the guy. Mm-hmm. No, nope, we don't have any money. You want money? We don't have it. Hmm. But the guy didn't even ask for healing. He asked for money. Now, in those days, uh, to be healed is, and to have been lame all your life, you have no trade. So to be healed, you are actually putting yourself in a position where you can't beg anymore and you don't have a trade. Wow. So is it a blessing or a curse in this guy's mind up into the fact, up into the point where Peter says, such as I have give I thee. And he pulls him to his feet Hmm. and he's healed and he's walking and praising God and he's seeing the benefit of this thing. And, you know, the reality hasn't hit him that uh, got to find a job now. Can't beg anymore. (laughs) But besides that, there's Peter has this. Hmm. And I think that in today's world, we pray, please, Lord, heal him. I am praying for your power to heal him. Hmm. Um, In the name of Jesus, heal him. We're asking someone else to heal him. And this is one of those examples where Peter said, such as I have, give I thee. Hmm. I, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. I'm, it's real clear Peter's healing him. And I've asked people many times, do you think I can heal you? And I had a guy in my life that got healed every time I prayed for him. And he would always testify, Steve healed me. And I would try to shut him up. I was in a full gospel businessman's association one day and he was testifying. He said, and the darndest thing, I had this cancer and I asked the pastor to pray for me. He goes, Steve Orsillo healed me. And all over the room, people were yelling, Steve Orsillo didn't heal you, Jesus healed you. And it got embarrassing to where I almost wouldn't let him share anymore when he got healed. And I mean, he got healed of marvelous things, you know. A shrapnel from Vietnam in his Hmm. life. He had x-rays where it wasn't there anymore. And just marvelous things that you'd want to testify, but I couldn't get him to stop saying Steve Orsillo healed me. Yeah, you know, and uh, the Lord really put it on my heart is why is that a problem? Hmm. The Bible says Peter healed him. Silver and gold have I none, such as I have give I thee. And I started to really carry this out into all the other giftings in the Christian church, you know, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And people really do react. If you say, do you think I can heal you? They are. Oh, man, they get crazy. Hmm. They, They say, oh, no, the Lord can heal me. I asked you to pray for me, but the, you're praying that the Lord will heal me. And I, I mean, I've wrestled with this because I pursued healing my whole life. And um, if I said, where did you learn what you learned? You tell me something real wise, you know, where did you learn that? And you say, you taught me. Hmm. But there's no problem saying you taught me. And in the same list is teaching and healing mm-hmm. of gifts. And if I prophesied over you and I told you, that God had this plan for your life. Well, I mean, just make it crazy. Something like this woman's going to come into your life and going to marry her and live happily mm-hmm. ever after. I prophesy over you. And it happens. And you want to testify. Or I, I say, you know, you're going to walk 30 feet that way and find a, a bag of gold. Hmm. 
and it happens and you're going to want to testify at church tomorrow night or Sunday you'd get up and say Steve prophesied over mm-hmm. me and nobody would object he did mm-hmm. yeah because Steve prophesied over me mm-hmm. about this bag of gold and, I, and, it, and, and it came to pass and I mean just take any gift Steve had a word of knowledge about me Jeremiah had discernment and we avoided a very dangerous man. He mm-hmm. told us, avoid that man, and we did. And then the next people he went mm-hmm. on to, he was very dangerous. And we'd, we'd go, Jeremiah was very discerning. Mm-hmm. And we would, we would not have any problem giving credit for all of the gifts except this one. Mm-hmm. Steve Orsillo healed me. Oh, my gosh, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't, maybe that's the problem. If Benny Hinn were going to the auditorium in Sacramento, people would travel a long distance to get to Sacramento and try to get the tickets. The place would be packed. And people with ailments would run because mm-hmm. Benny Hinn. They, but what's if it's not Benny Hinn with a special gift, then why not just have your mother pray for you, mm-hmm. your, your friend next door pray for you, anybody pray for you? If it's God, um, does God prefer Benny Hinn over you? And it just like anywhere, Amy Semple McPherson, wherever she went in the world, people would pull wagons. I remember in San Francisco, there were stories of Amy Semple McPherson having wagons driven from Bend, Oregon. Wagons pulled by a horse to San Francisco. Mariah Eder, same thing. She had people come from all over the Midwest Mm. to her to Chicago or or all over the Western United States to San Francisco for her to pray for them because Mariah Eders healed me. Catherine Coleman healed me. Amy Semple McPherson healed me. Is not taking away from the glory of God. And I see this story, this story of Peter grabbing this guy. Silver and gold have I none. Well, all of us can say that at times in our life. We don't have any silver and gold, but such as I have, I give to you. Mm. It's the it's 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 true about the gospel. Steve led me to Jesus. He preached, he preached the gospel to me and I met Jesus without Steve I wouldn't have met Jesus without Jeremiah I wouldn't have met Jesus mm-hmm. it's we don't have any problem attributing these powers to what God ha- God in us has used us to do Steve built this church well the truth is that Jesus built the church right but look how good the church looked when he was the only one that wanted it built mm-hmm. no he called me I want and he called a person who can build and he empowered me, and he gave me knowledge, and I came along and built the church. But I will tell you 100%, Jesus built the church, mm-hmm. and, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. But I think that we are just so caught up in this, and this story highlights it better than any other story. Silver and gold have I none, such as I have I give to thee. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many of us are praying to an external God to come and do an internal healing instead of what happened to Peter in the second chapter of Acts. Jesus and the Father came to make their home in him Mm -hmm. and called it the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus, came to live in, which is not two different spirits. Mm -hmm. It's all part of one spirit came to live in Peter on the day of Pentecost and make their home in him, fulfilling the words of Jesus in John 17. 
and we are, my father and I will make our home in you. And uh, it's so awesome. Uh, and Peter now has the spirit of the living God inside of him. And such as I have, give I thee. And the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I have decided to unleash God on you. I, you, you don't see him having a prayer meeting. You don't see him fasting for a couple of days before he heals the guy. No, he is ready because he is aware of the God that lives inside of him. And if we would just take a moment before we prayed for healing, I bet you way more often than not, we would say be healed instead of Jesus heal him. Hmm. We would lay our hands on him knowing that when I lay my hands on, Jesus is laying his hands on because he's in me. And I would say be healed in the name of Jesus or be healed either way. The Lord heals you mm. instead of saying, oh, Jesus, please heal him. And uh, we would not be in our mind. We would not have as much the mindset of calling an external God to come and do something great from my internal belief, from my internal, my internal dwelling place. Mm -hmm. Know you not you're the temple of the living God. You brought a lame man to the temple. The temple will reach out to you. Wow. The temple will act. And I think too often we don't listen to the example here in Acts 3. We don't, we don't follow that example. We don't let Jesus breathe the Holy Spirit on us, become the temple of the living God, the Father and the Son, the Spirit that dwelt in Jesus dwells in us, calling it the Holy Spirit, being the same as Jesus and the Father. The three in one all at once live inside of me. And when I encounter an ailment and I pray for it, I think that we would have great, much greater success knowing that it's because I chose to pray for it, for one. I could have said no. Mm -hmm. I chose to pray for it, and I lay my hand on you knowing that when I lay my hand on you, he's laying his hand on you, and the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So I get to say, the Lord heals you because I have agreed with him that he wants to heal you. And so the Lord heals you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think if we started praying that way and learning how to function in that, I can prophesy, I can teach, and I can heal. Because he, it is Jesus who lives in me, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. Christ in me is everything. It encompasses everything. Anything that's going to be done is because Christ is in me. I personally can throw a lot of money in offerings and have no credit whatsoever. Or I can really, you know, I can really um, develop the attitude that it's his money. Everything is his money. And I can put a little or a lot, whatever he leads me to do with his money. And, and, and it can accomplish a great deal more than the number mm -hmm. itself dictates. You follow me? And, and and what it does most is my faith. Yeah. It, it builds, strengthens, uh, expands, mm -hmm. magnifies my faith in him. I'm putting this money in when I have the power to hold it and keep it, but I'm putting it in because he doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. he, 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 has, he has riches beyond compare. So... That's what I think is mostly going on here. I think that, you know, the people see it. This guy's been lame forever. There's 80 different ways in which their doubt is fed. Hmm. 
And Peter just, instead of taking them to the temple for the priest to anoint, go through all of the rigmarole of religion, Peter says now, because Peter is one of the first men on planet Earth to have the spirit inhabited in them, and he has made every mistake under the book, and he has just recently denied he knew him three Mm -hmm. times, Peter got it. Mm -hmm. He's one of the first men of all time to have the indwelling spirit. And how does he pray? Completely different than men have ever prayed before. Mm -hmm. He prays as though he comes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bearing the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing the will Mm -hmm. of the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't stop to ask. Doesn't ask. Doesn't. He tells the guy, what I have, Mm -hmm. I give to you. God has put into his, submitted into his dominion what he will do with that power. Mm -hmm. I imagine there were many blamed people around Jerusalem and around Israel in those days. And this one's the ones recorded, mm-hmm. and this is the one that's told about. And in it, he said, you're asking for silver and gold, but what I have, I'll give you. And it's far better than silver and gold. Yeah. I, the other thing I, I'm thinking of as you share about this, the revelation of God uh, living inside of us is, how, are there other areas of our, you know, we're talking about your prayer life and, healing the way we approach those things but there are other areas of our life that should be influenced by that revelation like maybe the you know our behavior or our the way we talk or other other parts of our life that should be influenced by that other areas of our life yeah it should be influenced by the revelation that he's in me everything yeah Yeah. you know your sin life your your temptation your Your draw to things. This, I mean, some of the draws are just overwhelming. I mean, I mean, I've said no to food for forty days, mm-hmm. and then, you know, after you're done fasting, you go through a couple of month grace period. But then there's a couple of months coming where you can't say no to anything, and you really see the power of the flesh. You are seduced. You vacuum food like you were some kind of an animal. Wow. And um, so you can see the power that your flesh has on you. And to be able to control it after going without eating for that long, you you uh, you really realize how helpless you can be if you do not begin to make connection with the God, the fact that God lives in you. Mm-hmm. When there is temptation to look or let your mind think about something too long. To lust for money or lust for women or mm-hmm. lust for pride of life, you know, for for honor, for people to recognize your greatness or give you credit for everything mm-hmm. you've done. When when you're in this lust for food, gluttonous kind of, you can't say no to chocolate or something or ice cream. When you have these kinds of problems and, and they're really powerful, you are seeing an iota of the power available to you by this, having the same kind of awareness of Jesus living in you. Mm-hmm. If you want ever to overcome, you have to realize, if I look at this stuff, he's looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm a letting my temper go crazy and I'm sinning with my temper, I'm causing him to be there with me to sin. Mm-hmm. If I'm stealing, I am a representative of him stealing. Oh, those guys who represent Jesus, they steal. They're no, if, I go, if, I, if I connect myself to a prostitute, 
the prostitute minimum minimum the prostitute will say that Jesus is not real because those are who are his servants claiming to be his temple, his house, they aren't abstaining from right. sin. And so we give him a black eye that he is in me is something that I think the devil sells really well. Hmm. The whole world blames Christianity for everything true or false. Today we're being blamed for hate and racism and all these things mm -hmm. that we don't deserve. And, you know, there are some of us that fed that fire, but those aren't the teachings of Jesus. Right. Jesus doesn't deserve to be judged that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of us have caused him to be judged that way, but he himself doesn't. And if we were aware of his presence in us, we would know that we represent him in this world and that people are judging him based on what they see in us. Mm -hmm. Now, the way, the way that the world, the way the devil has done this so well is he set it up so that even when we act right, they judge us. <laughs> they say that right is wrong. Mm. They will call love hate. Mm. They will call good something very bad. Yeah. And now they are trying to neutralize all the good that we could do mm. when so few of us really believe in doing those good things, right? And uh, be, walking sinless, trying to be perfect, trying to be forgiven and forgive everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the things that he called us to do, bearing fruit, having oil in our lamps, being on the rock, all these things, they're, they're trying to make those things judgeable. Mm -hmm. But I can't change how they work. All I can really do is say, if they're going to judge me unfairly, I want them to be wrong 100%. I don't want them to say, well, you're a hypocrite. You're only acting like a Christian. Um, I don't. I want them to be 100% wrong. No, I'm not guilty of that accusation. It's not going to change their attitude, It's going to. but the truth is what will prevail in the end. I want it to be 100% true that I act, breathe, speak, think, even sleep as a Christian, hmm. that he's even in my dreams, and that, he, and that I follow him. He doesn't follow me. That's really good. So that... The revelation of him in us is that revelation of that wherever we go, whether it's the the lame person outside the temple or whether it's um, the person that we see in a restaurant or the person that we see as we're walking down the street, the life of him in us, we're representing that to the world around us and we can share it with the world around us, right? And if we, yeah. if we protect that deposit of his life in us and honor it and make sure we do nothing to dishonor him then we're going to be able to have more influence on the world around us and even if the, and i think i think peter says it somewhere else uh you know if they're, go they're going to judge you but if they judge you at least let them judge you for doing good <laughs> rather than judging you yeah that's for that's doing what, evil right? that is what right. i should have quoted because yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah and um i i just i think i don't know that we have any chance of avoiding that in today's mm -hmm. world i think that's just like Peter just came off of the day of mm -hmm. Pentecost, right? That means he just came off of Jesus sending for him right. after he denied him. Mm -hmm. And Jesus sitting by the fire saying, do you love me? Yeah. Feed my sheep. And the commission of God to Peter, Peter being called and sent to feed the lambs of God. And um, so he's, he's full, you know, he's filled up. And he's in the right frame of mind. I don't think everybody should run around praying for lame people. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you should, if you each each instance should be, as God leads mm -hmm. you. 
it's terrible that 10 people in a row come up to a lame guy and pray for him Mm -hmm. and then proclaim him totally healed Mm -hmm. and move on. Mm -hmm. It may end up meaning that guy has no chance to make it to heaven. His Mm -hmm. belief and his faith has been deconstructed, has been taken apart piece by piece. I think that if those 10 groups that prayed for him and each followed the Holy Spirit and really prayed, should we pray for this guy? And they, uh, one or two of them would have, mm-hmm. I don't know why they, why, you know, in these cases they don't get healed when these excited young people pray for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think, uh, I think that you're going to see way more of that. If, if the person going to pray for the lame person knows that they are simply a vessel, a carrying pot of the Holy spirit, like yeah. all I am is the car and he, and I need him to drive me to the to the event where I pray for the sick man. And the words out of my mouth are okay to say, I, such as I give thee, it's what I have I'm bringing to you, but I was driven here by him because he wants to heal you. Hmm. And I'm praying for you by his will. I love, I love how Peter says it when he opens his letters, Peter, an apostle of God Hmm. or or a bond servant of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I love how they, by the will of God, you know, it's just, it's a great perspective that I'm here by the will of God. I'm speaking today by the will of God. Mm. It's his will. I want him to speak through me. I want him. I don't want to make mistakes, you know, and uh, I don't want to take over. I don't want to overshadow his ability to speak through me. I want to, I want to surrender and yield for the indwelling spirit to come through. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I'm at the point of grabbing a guy off the ground and jerking him into the air which was either this guy or the guy at the pool. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's not, I'm probably not, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, believe that he will shine through me that well all the time. On Sunday mornings when I call the people up for physical healing, it takes me a few moments. I have to stop and I really have to let myself become aware of his indwelling spirit. Mm. Your presence in me, your hand in my hand, your voice in my voice, your will mm-hmm. before my will, my will out of the way. And I tell the people, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm mm-hmm. going to anoint you with oil. But in my prayer, it's the Lord heals you. Mm-hmm. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And um, people still say, Steve healed me. And um, I never argue with him anymore. Mm-hmm. I really did argue with that one guy. I tried to shut him down so many times. Just you're embarrassing me. Everybody thinks I'm <laughs> claiming to be the healing. And the Lord's the one that told me that you don't shut him down. You've got a guy that's healed every single time you pray for him. Mm-hmm. And you won't let him testify? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. And so he says, so they, he gives me the, you the credit. Do you think that intimidates me? I said, no, I don't think that. I guess it doesn't. But I don't want to be the one, you know, to let that happen if it's wrong. And very clearly he didn't think it was wrong that you belong to me, right? So one of mine healed you. And if you're one of mine, then I live in you. So who really healed him? You know where to put send the glory to at the very least, right? So you, oh, you know, you're, oh. you're not taking it on for yourself. I right? will always yeah. give credit. I'm just talking about a vernacular right. that people just jump to. They just object to like, yeah. like they go crazy yeah. objection, you know, like, oh my gosh. But you don't when I say I taught you. Yeah. I taught. Remember when I taught you this lesson? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you taught me well. 
Nobody, nobody, nobody argues with that. We're definitely okay with that. We're okay with prophesy. We're okay with yeah, serve or all of it. Yeah, I spoke in tongues. Yeah, but I interpreted it. Yeah, no, you didn't. The Holy Spirit did. Quit taking His glory. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, it's all, it's all, and and it's more right to say that than it is to be worried about it. Yeah, Uh, and that's. I think if even within the idea of, of. uh, possessing it as a I'm doing this, not from the sake of it's it's my power because we know it's his, but the the ownership of it's him in me and now it's me in him. I think that will cause us to to live in a more intentional way. Right. Whereas if it's I have to pray for him to come externally go do something, my part feels minimal and unnecessary. Whereas when I'm part of what he's doing, he's flowing through me. I think that calls us to live a holy life that calls us to be instruments that are worthy of him right because we we know that we're part of what he's doing where we are his hands and feet not just bystanders watching him him work and i think that that yeah. would change that would change my perspective when i think of it that way yeah i think so too i don't think i'd ever in my whole life have a ministry called steve or Ministries. <laughs> no i would yeah. never do that but i have learned to you know take it as praise to Jesus when people praise what I've done. Yeah. You know, look what you built. Yeah. My favorite saying is you should have seen it when God had it to himself. Yeah. Right. So, um, what I'm trying to do is inspire people that God does almost nothing mm-hmm. without you. Right. There's very little done on the earth without you, without human beings carrying the mantle. Mm-hmm. Even if it's simply prayer, God moved upon the face of the waters because you prayed and asked him to. Yeah. And so he does almost nothing, and I mean almost nothing, yeah. without you. And um, you can do almost nothing good without him. Anything you do is simply filthy rags. I mean, it's like Laodicean. Yeah. It's, it's very, you know, most of the things you do without God are for your own glory. It's mm-hmm. try to get people to say, look what you've done. Right. And so that's kind of, you know, like, how do you tell the difference between look what you've done being right and look what you've done being wrong? Hmm. And I think it's very, very clearly like the sheeps and the goats. You know, uh, I was hungry and you fed me not. And both of them said, when was that? Yeah. See, I think the goats wouldn't know, but that's not the sheep's mindset. Hmm. They weren't trying to feed Jesus. They were trying to take care of the least of these, their brothers. Right. And they did it in his name. And they said, when did we feed you? <laughs> well, when you did it for the least of these. Are... Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to wash out in everything. Yeah. If you're building something for your glory, then you're probably a goat. You didn't do it to take care of Jesus. And if you're doing something for Jesus, for them, he counts it as doing it for him. Yeah. I hope that made sense. Oh, that's good. I was also just thinking about uh, one of the other stories in Acts about the uh, seven sons of Sceva where they they try to do deliverance on, on on somebody and they say that what they try to deliver the demon in the name of Paul in the name of Jesus like they do a, they you know there's, I can't remember exactly how they say it but it's this like they invoke Paul's name and then Jesus' name and the demon says you know oh Jesus we know Paul we've heard of but. Who are you, right? In the name of the Jesus that Paul oh, preaches, come out. Yeah. And they said, we know Jesus, we don't know, we know Paul, but we don't know you. Yeah. And they gave him a thrashing. Yeah. And just that, I think that all, you know, matches with this story in the sense that 
Peter was in Christ, Christ was in Peter, and they they were one, and they moved right. right. Whereas these guys, you know, you can't you can't just invoke his name and act like he's in you and he's part of you if you're not doing it to make money right we're doing it to be famous right they loved what paul was doing i mean it was so like wow look how powerful let's try that but unless you become the temple of living god by giving your life to jesus not inviting him to your life but giving your life to jesus let him have it It it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me surrender your will to the one who's calling your name, that's the only way to be able to say, such as I have given I thee. You gotta have it to give it. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope this inspires you, encourage you today to become aware of just every good thing, every wonderful thing we have in Christ living in us, and to take that challenge to live a life that's worthy of being his temple. And as he leads you, as you see those in need around you, that you would give what you have in him. Have a great week. Amen. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.